0: Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I'm your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Janelle Anderson, and here's a bit about Janelle. She is a speaker, author, and confidence coach for women entrepreneurs, helping them to own their expertise, monetize their message, and attract more clients. With her powerful confidence-building formula, women are able to conquer the imposter, within and speak up with confidence and clarity and make their brand stand out in the marketplace. Janelle is a creator of Speak Confidently to Sell. Her signature course focuses on messaging and speaking with confidence and the Monetize Your Message Mastermind Program. Her newly released book, Take Center Stage, Be the Star of Your Own Story, along with its companion, Star Guide Workbook. And without further ado, please welcome Janelle Anderson to GEM's podcast, where we're going to learn about imposter syndrome. What is it, how to overcome it, and how to gain your confidence? Yeah. Hey, Genesis, nice
1: to be here. I'm really excited to be in this uh, time with you and chat about imposter syndrome.
0: My pleasure, and thank you so much for gracing us Um, with your knowledge today. And we're going to unpack this um, topic because I know imposter syndrome is something new that came up on the market because we already kind of had remnants of imposter syndrome, but it probably didn't necessarily have the name imposter syndrome tied to it. Or people are like, wait, what is that? So for those who are listening, I want you to tell them what exactly is imposter syndrome? And what are some things that they can look out for to know if they're dealing with it? So
1: it really started back in the, I think it was in the late 70s, a couple of uh, doctors or psychologists did a study with, they had 150 women in their study who were high achieving, very successful. And as they were studying them, they noticed a common thought pattern. So basically, imposter syndrome came out of that study and they labeled it that because this pattern of thinking that all these women seemed to share had to do with, feeling like an imposter basically even though they were very successful and they had achieved degrees multiple degrees and promotions and were usually in some sort of leadership position or running a business and they had lots of successes they still felt like they were an imposter like they were a fraud and so it comes with it this cycle of anxiety and perfectionism and procrastination Because as you're working on a goal or a task or a project, you feel like I am, I'm going to be found out and I don't think I can do it. I don't have the expertise. I am just fooling people. And so there's this thing like kind of hanging over your shoulder where you're kind of like, they're going to find out. (laughs) And even when you have success. This is typical of imposter syndrome. You have that success, you do it successfully, but what typically happens is you diminish that success or you Conditionalize it, and you say, "Well, the only reason I had that success was because I had a lot of help, or I worked an insane number of hours in order to get there." And so, they people that are suffering from imposter syndrome usually can't totally own their accomplishments, and then they're afraid to go to the next level because there's always this fear and this anxiety, like, "I'm not going to be able to do it. I can't do it again. I can't go to another level. They're going to find me out." And so, it's it's just a really stressful cycle of thought and belief system basically and it really holds you back
0: so definitely it has to do a lot with mindset paradigm shifts and just the overall not really having confidence and allowing fear to captivate uh, your thought process and hold you in a holding pattern but one thing that you said um janelle was that it was brought about in the seventies, which is like, wow, because if, if this was discovered in the seventies, why has it now just taken this heightened level today? And what was the study um, in the seventies? Do you actually know the name of that study?
1: I can find it. I know I I have it in my notes. Uh, Dr. Suzanne Imes was one of the psychologists and uh, I can't think of the other person's name right now. And it's a long, it's a long title and okay. I can get, I can get it to you if you'd like to put it in your show notes. Um, but I think the reason that it's come up into like a popular topic now is there have been several books written on the topic lately of confidence, especially with women, like the confidence code. You may have heard of that one. There's another one that is, uh, how Women Rise, which is really geared more towards women in leadership in corporate America, and a couple of others. And in those books, they cited the study and they used the term a lot. So it's kind of come into the forefront recently. Also, more studies and more research have been done on it. And I also think, you know, women are more and more rising up into positions of leadership and owning businesses and being entrepreneurs. And so the more that women are kind of taking that center stage of their life and really standing in their power and, and doing uh, things, they're running up against this imposter syndrome a lot because they want to go further. But it, it, like you said, it puts you in a holding pattern and you're hesitating to step out to that next thing. And you don't know why a lot of times. So I think that's partly why there could be other reasons, but that's just my theory.
0: (laughs) So, um, just to add a little bit more value here. Do you think that if we would have started this conversation early on, that women and men will both be further along with their careers and their leadership development, if they quickly recognize that they were dealing with imposter syndrome, or those overall fear and limiting beliefs? I think that's a good possibility. And it
1: just made me think of another reason why it might be in the forefront is that there have been a lot more studies done or, or more people diving into like uh, neuroscience and thought patterns and what happens in our brain when we think a certain way and those ingrained patterns of thought through either neuroscience or NLP or other types of modalities that really talk about mindsets and so that if we had known that Back in the 70s, when this study came out, we probably would be a lot further ahead because really it is, and I talk about this a lot. I talk about creating inner confidence, creating your own fearless confidence, because I think a lot of times we're looking outside of ourselves for that confidence. We're looking at what people are telling us. We're looking at those outward rewards, like recognitions and and even promotions, and then everything depends on that but then inside we're not building that inner confidence in ourselves that even if it's something we've never tried before we can still do it and so building your inner confidence puts you in this place of I can try it I'm not worried about failing I'm not worried about what other people think of me I trust myself I believe in myself and so then you'll take a lot more chances and you'll push yourself more you will take those risks and step out there uh, a lot more easily and frequently if you have that inner confidence.
0: Yeah, and I, I totally believe with the inner confidence, um, once you're whole and complete, it will manifest and show up outwardly, and that will help you walk into your confidence, own your truth. And and then people could also sense whenever you are whole and complete inwardly, that shows up externally. So whenever you're leading meetings, whether it's an executive meeting or you're in some type of board, or maybe you're pitching for a new client, they could sense that because the way that you carry yourself body language and etc but one thing that um, you brought up and I was actually going to ask you this question NLP so Mm -hmm. neuro linguistics programming how can we use that to help clients override imposter syndrome, because I think in my opinion, that NLP can definitely help somebody who's dealing with that imposter syndrome, because then they could change their thought process, they could change their pattern. And over time, they're building up things step by step in order to fully come into who they want to be and not what others want them to be.
1: I agree. And I'm not an NLP expert, but I do have a lot of work that I do that is in the same you know same ballpark with thought patterns and we it's like the hard drive of a computer you know we program our brains our subconscious all through our lives with things that have been said to us or things that have been done to us or just things we've experienced and then we take on this thought oh that means this and then if we really believe that's true it gets implanted in our subconscious and then it starts this track and then things add on to it and before you know it's this well ingrained like a rut in a cow pasture we've been walking down this path for a long time and now it's just set there and our brains love to go to things that are ingrained because it takes less energy than if we're trying to create a new pattern but the really cool thing is that we have the power We get to reprogram our own thinking and uh, there's a woman I like to follow and listen to who's a neuroscientist and she talks about uh, doing brain surgery. We can do brain surgery on ourselves by reprogramming our thoughts and so first you have to be aware of the thought patterns that are there and this is the biggest step and one I think that a lot of people that I see that I work with aren't even aware of these habitual thought patterns that have become such a habit, so ingrained that they believe it's just a part of who they are. So the first thing is let's start to bring those up to the surface. Let's start to notice that thought. And if you take the time to really notice it, you'll probably recognize a thought that comes a lot up into your conscious mind when you're being stuck or when you're feeling fearful or doubtful or not very confident. Stop and think or think about what you're thinking about. Stop and like, look at your thoughts. You can do that. It's almost like stepping out of yourself and looking at your thoughts and going, what am I thinking right now? Exactly. And write that thought down and just notice when it comes up. And then the more that you notice it, then you can do something about it because now you're aware of it. Then you can decide, you get to decide, what do I want to think? What do I want? What do I really believe? So you begin to challenge those thoughts, like, is this even true? Is this even real? <laughs> and and what's the thought pattern I want to have? And so that's how you begin to program. And it's to me, it reminds me of: um, Have you ever gone sledding in the snow? <clears throat> and you go down that sled run that's well packed and smooth and really, woo! You just you know fly down that thing. And then you go over to another place and you're wanting to start a new one on deep snow and it's hard. Like it's, you're not going anywhere for a while. You've got to work at it until it gets packed down and, and it's easy. So once you've created that new thought pattern, your brain will start to go to it easier because it takes less energy. And what happens is you disengage the old ones and kind of let them dissolve. One of the most fascinating things about thoughts is that it's actual proteins in your brain. Thoughts are actual real estate in your brain and so you get to reconstruct but it does take some awareness and then some intention and some practice Uh, but you can do it and then it'll be a habit a thought and this time it'll be towards what you really want and it will be about the truth about you instead of believing you know false things and lies that you've believed your whole life it has to be It has to be implanted and founded on a truth about you, especially when it comes to imposter syndrome. You know, are you really a fraud? Let's look at what you've really accomplished in your life. Let's look at who you really are and let's establish your thought patterns and how you talk to yourself around that, around the truth. And then it becomes a place of just confidence. It just starts rising up.
0: And I like the fact that you said to write it down because I'm a big component um, on writing things down, because as you write things down, you could reflect on what you wrote. And then you could also count the number of times that that Um, shows up in your life and then you could ask yourself why am I thinking the way that I'm thinking is it something that happened to me in my childhood that I've carried over into my adulthood that keeps on reoccurring and then once you get to the root of it you could kill that root so no more weeds will come in and you know sour your garden or make your garden ugly or whatnot and then another thing too is like there's this book that I read uh, by Joyce It's called The Battlefield of the Mind because our mind has so many different thoughts. But if you start writing down the negative thoughts and next to the negative thought, if you write down something positive, then you're training your brain to see the optimistic side and you're um, building up those new paradigms. And then another thing that's really helpful, what I do with some of my coaching clients is I encourage them to do mirror work. When they get up in the morning Either stand in a power pose and start to recite their their attitudes of gratitude and their affirmations in the morning in the mirror and put your hand on your hip and as you start to release those words out of your mouth they begin. To take root. And as you're looking at yourself in the mirror, it's a reflection. So you're seeing yourself and you're observing how your body language is when you say something positive about yourself, a smile and all the positive energy and vibrations and et cetera. And before you know it, over time, you're going to be walking in that new paradigm because you've done the work to scrub away the negative. But then of switching gears here, I want to give the listeners as well as the viewers, Janelle, some tools to help them stay on track and really step into that full confidence and know what are some triggers with imposter syndrome. So I want you to maybe role play with me like as if I was one of your clients and let's Talk about some triggers that they could be mindful of to recognize if they're dealing with imposter syndrome and what are some um, tricks that they could use to combat that outside of some of the examples we've given already. Your
1: your, uh, audio just went Can you hear me? I
0: don't know what happened. What about now? Can you hear me? So I want to do some role playing exercises so we could really connect the dots for the listeners and viewers. And I want you to act as if I was a client and I was coming in so you could coach me and bring up my confidence. But I want you to look at what are some key triggers for imposter syndrome? And then what are some tips and tricks that that individual can use to overcome that? And I know we've given a few examples already. So if you think of any new ones that will help, um, please feel free. So I'm gonna put myself in the passenger seat And you're going to be in the driver's seat so we could um, connect the dots. Because I think it makes it more realistic whenever someone could kind of see it um, going through the exercises. Yeah, it's a great idea. Okay. All right. So, hi, Genesis. What's going on with you today? So, um, I'm just really just trying to you know, overcome some of the challenges that I have faced in corporate America. You know, I started as an administrative assistant and I have a degree and I really want to get to the next level in my career, but I don't know what's my roadblock and what's holding me back. And I just feel like I'm doing everything that I can do, you know, to climb the corporate ladder, but I'm still not being given those opportunities. Okay. So,
1: It sounds like you are in a good position to move forward and that you've done all the work to get there. You have degrees and you're looking ahead. So my first question is, what have you been doing specifically to climb that corporate ladder that you talked about?
0: So I've been networking internally with some of my colleagues. I've done some stretch opportunities. So outside of my base job, trying to showcase that I could really take on more on my plate and connecting with other departments that need my help and skill set. And then I've also done some community outreach activities based on some of the nonprofits that my company partners with.
1: Well, those are some great activities, definitely. And I, I just applaud you for, for doing those and um, validate that. That is definitely, you know, action. Taking action is super important. So what do you think is getting in your way or what do you think is keeping you from getting those opportunities to step up in your position or move forward?
0: Well, one, I would say I work in a male-dominated industry, such as oil and gas. Two, uh, my supervisor just really doesn't know the amount of work that I'm doing on my project. And every time I try to engage in the conversation, they're just so busy. I've tried to set up like a biweekly meeting to elaborate. And I've also tried to do different things where I could get her to engage as well as one of her other reports to engage just so they could see, um, for themselves what I'm doing. And then I'm not even sure if it has to do with the fact that I'm a woman and I'm a woman of color and the only one on my team. So I don't know if that makes a difference, but I'm trying not to use that card. Right. So what are you experiencing
1: internally when you're making all these efforts and you don't see anything happening?
0: I feel like the lack of diversity, equity, and inclusion, I feel like I'm being seen in a sense, but not necessarily heard. Um, I feel burnt out to be honest, some days, cause you go to work, you spend the majority of your time at work and you know, you're not getting that recognition or credit you deserve and time is just passing by. So I, I also feel just like a number. I'm sure some other people may feel that too. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, it's easy to feel that
1: in corporate America for sure. <laughs> um, so when you are making these efforts to be seen, to be heard, to be noticed, and to share you know, all that you are doing and all the work that you're doing, uh, how do you feel about the way that you're presenting yourself?
0: I feel pretty much good for the most part. There are some times where I do um, get a little aggressive, meaning I take charge and try to take ownership of my career. And I'm not sure if that's seen as going over my supervisor's head. Like, for example, I started reaching out to other managers um, who I knew they had some opening on their teams to see if there was any way I could do job shadowing or et cetera. And I know one of the managers actually reached out to my supervisor and she pretty much said that, you know, I was an asset to her team and she was not going to let me go. So I feel like Hmm. she was just holding me there. Hmm.
1: Wow. So have you had a direct conversation with your supervisor about that in particular, specific, you know, getting
0: specific and... We've we've had a conversation and I felt like it did not go as planned and we would probably need a mediator to get a lot further <laughs> to get a lot oh further. Huh?
1: So she's just not listening to you. What's happening in that conversation?
0: Just not listening. I feel like we both have different viewpoints and etc. And then, um, Janelle, I'm going to interject. Really quick here. So even though this is a role playing exercise, this is actually a real situation that happened to me when I started out my career in oil and gas back in 2013. And I eventually moved up, you know, the corporate ladder due to unconventional ways. (laughs) Um, But I just wanted to put that disclaimer there for the listeners and viewers who are listening. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you got past that. (laughs) Um, okay. So I'm, you know, one, one of the things to remember, and I know it's really frustrating when you're trying all these things and you're putting yourself out there and you just keep running up against these roadblocks that other people are putting in your path. And one of the things to remember is that you cannot control what other people do or say or how they treat you, or what they say to you, you can only, you can only control your own responses. So, and often, you know, it's, it can be challenging to speak up as a woman in a male dominated industry, and a woman of color on top of that, to speak up and to keep speaking up when you keep running into these roadblocks. But it really does come down to you and what you want. So I'm curious about what other pathways or strategies that you have come up with to get around the situation or to, to just kind of, you know, really take charge of your own path
0: and, and uh, move forward. Do you have any ideas? Yeah. So some things that actually helped me, you know, get around that was doing those step out activities. Cause there was a activity that I did My company used to partner with Junior Achievement, so I did a volunteer um, program with them, and I met another lady who was working in in a chemical plant, and I guess I left an impression on her so much that whenever she put in her paperwork to retire, she actually put my name in the hat for me to take her slot because she knew that I had a supply chain and logistics degree, and she also knew that I had just graduated from the University of Houston, but I already had working experience with this particular Fortune 500 company, plus previous oil and gas experience from a smaller mom and pop company. So by her putting my name in the hat and me leaving an impression on her, she also connected the dots with introducing me to one of the managers and then sending my resume over so it like bypassed my supervisor and that other um supervisor who she referred me to had a higher rank than my current one so the pull there was stronger especially when you're working for a company that doesn't necessarily do internal job postings you really have to know um the in the internal stuff. So okay, hey, I have a friend over here who knows this job is about to go live and they need this person. And just really make those network connections and get away from the WIFM method, which is what's in it for me, but how can you be an asset to that team and how can you assimilate your skill set, mesh with that team skill set to really make sure that the synergies are there? Yeah. And that really takes confidence in
1: yourself. And knowing the Value you bring also to the table, and then being able to match that with, like you're saying, the right team or position where you can bring a lot of um, assets to the table. But knowing that is what will help you find the other way around and through and over, and whatever the obstacles are. If you really believe in yourself and you know, I've got this, I've got a lot to offer, and I'm not going to settle. I'm just not. And really that when somebody's suffering from imposter syndrome, that's a struggle. That's usually the struggle is like, I don't think I have it. And so I don't, I don't have anything to bring to the table or I don't have enough to bring to the table. So the fact that you saw that in yourself, I think is what really made, made the difference for you to find that way around and to not give up and to just go forward and, you know, not let anybody stop you. So congratulations.
0: Thank you. And I guess um, some other pros I want to add there before we wind down, Janelle, is I would definitely encourage if you're dealing with imposter syndrome to write down all of your strengths, like do a personal SWOT analysis. And if you're not sure what a SWOT analysis is, it's your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your Threats. I want you to really focus on your strengths and focus on your opportunities. What are you good at and what opportunities can you seek out for yourself? And how can you be an asset versus a liability? Then you could do a T-chart of pros versus cons. What are some of the pros with you exuberating confidence and not to confuse that confidence with arrogance and write all those things down. And then on the cons, write down, What are you losing by not speaking up and by not walking in confidence? Do they feel like, okay, because you haven't spoken up or you haven't done anything outside of your comfort zone, that maybe you're not ready for that next level in your career or that next promotion because you haven't taken any initiatives. And sometimes companies will put you to the test to see, okay, is he or she willing to go the extra mile? Is he or she willing to get outside of their day-to-day job and do something to really showcase that they're here for the longevity or et cetera? Because sometimes companies want to see who are my high bows, my high potentials, or high flyers, and what can they bring to the table? Because right. if you're going to be a sitting duck, they're going to leave you to be a sitting duck. And I've been on both sides of the spectrum now, as an IC individual contributor, and then as a lead where I'm now leading um, interfaces that are, you know, outside outside representation that we're building a partnership with, like a freight forwarder or gl- or global distributors and multiple. Global distributors, plus you know different um, vendors that I worked with in the past when I was sourcing for PP, which is polypropylene. So those are some things that I that I have learned and acquire over the time that has helped me um, overcome imposter syndrome. Especially when you are a young person in a field where everyone else is older than you, you really have to demand your respect. But you know, respect is respect is given, we're (laughs) given, and it goes both ways there. So never compromise your morals, your values, or your integrity to get ahead, because that would also stay with you too. And I love, I love those
1: exercises. I would, uh, when I have people do is, I call it the confidence gene creator, because, you know, our thoughts create genes, can turn our genes off and on, Which is also fascinating. So, you can actually create your own confidence, Gene. And one of the exercises is similar to what you just said about strengths, is to also make a list of all your accomplishments. I even go back to when you were a kid and just page after page after page. I was the pogo stick stick champion of my block when I was a kid. And that's, yeah, I could just like get in the zone and and jump for hours. And so, you know, even stuff like that, like what have you done in your life And, and divide it into, decades. What have you done in your life that you're really proud of that was really difficult that you had to overcome some things. Make this huge list or brag book and then think about the strengths that you have that enabled you to have that accomplishment. What is it in you that enabled you to overcome the obstacle? What was it about you and your strengths and your talents and you know your gifts that enabled you to accomplish that goal and then take that brag book to the mirror And talk to yourself eyeball to eyeball and say, you're amazing because look what you just did. You had, you got that promotion, you finished that project, you wrote that book. You are incredible. And talk to yourself like you would to a friend or your child or or your husband or your spouse or whatever, and just brag on yourself, to yourself, hear yourself say the words, because that does what you were talking about earlier. It just creates the thought pattern. You hear yourself saying it you get used to owning your accomplishments and you start to realize how much you have already done and how much you have within you to accomplish the next thing. And then that just creates your confidence gene. And and you need confidence to do all these things that you're talking about, right? You need confidence to show up in those boardrooms and, and meetings and places where you're saying, Hey, notice me, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And you know, like, I'm taking charge. I'm going for it. And then you'll be noticed as a high potential. And confidence is a huge part of that. They look for confidence. So you've got to build it in yourself.
0: I love that, Janelle. And as we come to a close, Janelle, I want you to leave the listeners and viewers with a call to action for this segment. And then I want you to plug your website and where you hang out on social media. Okay.
1: Well, I have a free offer. It's a three video course I call Be Confident, Be Real, Be You. And I think it would really align with what we've been talking about. Because I talk a lot in there about the imposter syndrome, some symptoms, some things that you can look out for. And then I lead you into this exercise of building confidence. It's really, it has some mirror work in it too. But it is aligned with, you know, knowing your strengths and who you are. And there's a really cool exercise you do. You gather all the words. I won't give it away, but you create this really cool visual for yourself that you can use every day to confess over yourself and talk to yourself and also just know who you are and know all the great stuff that's in you. So that's my offer. It's free. It's just three videos. It has some workbooks that go with it. And then you can find me on Facebook, Emerging Life Coaching, com is my page there. I am also on LinkedIn emerging life coaching and Instagram. I think my handle is Janelle Anderson three. Um, and then my website is emerginglifecoaching.com.
0: Amazing. And for the video Janelle that you're offering as the free gift, do they just find it by going to your website? Well, I can
1: send you the link. Uh, it's, um, They can find it on my website as well. It'll say right there on the, on the front page, there's a couple of free offers. That one is uh, the confidence course. It'll say, grab your confidence course here, something like that.
0: (laughs) Okay. So listeners and viewers, all of Janelle's contact information will be in the show notes. I definitely want to encourage you to level up in your life, rise above those limitations and break down barriers. There is only one you. So walk with confidence, hold your head up high and remember you are an asset not a liability, and the world needs you to be uniquely you. Until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. We're on 40 plus platforms. And follow us on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content. Thank you for listening to another segment of Gems Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S. Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.